Welcome to the Nach Daily, a Congregation Ahavas Torah initiative. Today we are discussing the 12th Perek of Sefer Yehoshua. And while I mentioned yesterday that Perek Yud Aleph was the conclusion of the first section of the book of Yehoshua, the truth is that in Yud Aleph, the narrative action of the first section is concluded. But it is Perek Yud Bet that truly serves as the conclusion of this first section, summarizing all of the conquered kings, cities, and regions, beginning with the conquest of Sichon and Og in the Transjordan under the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu, and then enumerating all of the conquest that took place under Yehoshua's leadership. The Perek and the first 12 Prakim as a unit conclude with a highly uniform list of 31 Canaanite kings killed and cities captured by Yehoshua. For example, Melech Yericho Echad, Melech Yushalayim Echad, the king of Jericho won, the king of Jerusalem won, and so on and so forth through 31 Canaanite cities. And while this may seem odd, the list is actually considered to be a shira. It's a song or a poem. And that's reflected in the way that the words uh, of this list are structured on the page, the way they're arranged on the page. And it is reflected in the content because this is a, uh, a form of lavishing praise upon Hashem, upon God, for the incredible success encountered by Yehoshua and the generation that conquered the land of Canaan. And so it is a form of praise listing all of the accomplishments made possible by Hashem. But there's more to this list than meets the eye. Of the 31 cities listed in this parak, only 17 had been mentioned previously in the book of Yehoshua. 14 are entirely new to us. What do we make of that? I think there's a few points that are, that are worth sussing out here. Firstly, it underscores a critical point about Sefer Yehoshua and all of Tanakh, and that is that it is not a comprehensive history of events that took place. Sefer Yehoshua records particular events because of their outstanding historical and educational value to us. The book is meant to be edifying. It is written uh, to communicate messages, not to be comprehensive in retelling the events as they unfolded. Our job, therefore, is to ask ourselves, whenever we encounter anything in Sefer Yehoshua or Tanakh, we have to ask ourselves, why is this being recorded? Why is this important? Why, is, why and how is this being recorded uh, to communicate certain values and ideas. And that's our job, to unpack and internalize precisely those ideas. So, it should come as no surprise that there are historical details which are simply absent from the narrative. In this case, there are cities that Yehoshua conquered, which we're just not told about until we encounter them on this list. This partially accounts for the cities on the list that we have not heard about before, or in some cases, cities that are mentioned, but whose conquest is not described. But there is another important fact that we have to contend with, and that is that not all the cities on this list are actually conquered by Yehoshua. That's another reason why their conquest wasn't mentioned. It's because the conquest doesn't seem to have taken place. And that's challenging. The Malbim notes that various cities on this list remain unconquered for some time after Yehoshua's death. Take uh, Yerushalayim, for example. It's mentioned uh, even in the very beginning of, uh, of Sefer Shoftim that after Yehoshua's death, 
Yerushalayim remains in Canaanite hands. It's inhabited by the Yevusim. Similarly, Gezer, Beit El, Afik, these are all inhabited by Canaanites even after Yehoshua passes away. The Malbim suggests that we resolve this by being very careful with how we read this list in this perek. The, the, the list, after all, said, you'll recall, Melech uh, Yericho, Echad, the king of Jericho, won. We immediately assume that it's both the king and the city that is conquered, but the Malbim suggests that, no, the, the list here is uh, a, an accounting of the kings that are killed. Some of the kings that are killed uh, are are the are are the, their cities are also conquered, but not all of them. And so, in the case of Yerushalayim, Yehoshua kills the king of Yerushalayim. We know we, we we met the king of Yerushalayim in the course of the southern campaign, but Yehoshua doesn't conquer the city itself. And so, the Canaanite population remains there until later on, as something that's going to need to be resolved in the later books of Nevi'im. Nonetheless, Yoshua is credited with dealing this significant blow by uh, killing their leaders and, uh, and thereby laying the groundwork for future conquests that would take place. The narrow point that I'm making here is that this list is more complex than you might have imagined, reading through it quickly. It includes cities that we've not encountered before in the text, and it includes cities that go unconquered for generations after Yehoshua's life. Which leads me to my broader point. And that is that often embedded in the, quote, boring or drier non-narrative sections of Tanakh, there are interesting things going on and important information to be mined. Otherwise, it would not be recorded. Because, recall, say for Yehoshua, is not simply a history book. If it's there, there's something for us to learn from it. And I say this because the Prakim ahead, Prakim Yud Gimel 13 through Chafalef 21, are going to be more of the dry variety. But nonetheless, I want to encourage you to stick with us. Keep learning carefully and keep listening. And hopefully you will see that there are indeed interesting things going on. They're just going on a little bit beneath the surface. I also want to take this opportunity to acknowledge that we are now halfway through Sefer Yehoshua. In no time at all, we will be concluding Sefer Yehoshua, moving on to Sefer Shoftim. So stick with us, keep learning, keep listening. Chazak ve'ematz, happy learning. Oh, and that's it for today.